I would say that 500 years of planning would not have prepared me. They, there's, no amount of, there's no amount of videos, no amount of blogs, uh, no amount of any type of preparation that, can, that would truly prepare you, comprehensively prepare you for the experience that I had. I'm Brian Sapp of Going Local, and welcome to the second edition of The People in Your Neighborhood. The People in Your Neighborhood is a podcast where you get a chance to meet the people in your neighborhood. These are people who are doing interesting things, making an impact in your community that you may not hear about in your regular everyday news coverage. This week we are with Tyler Brock, and we are here at the Goshen Brewing Company. Thank you to them. Let's get into the podcast. Today we're at Goshen Brewing Company. I'm with Tyler Brock. He is a Fairfield grad, a Navy veteran, and now I just learned a thru-hiker. Well, I knew what he had done, but I learned that we call it a thru-hiker of the Appalachian Trail. Thanks for coming, Tyler. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's uh, after the past four and a half months, just getting to talk about it and not having to walk is, it's refreshing. It's a nice break. <laughs> Being able to talk about it in a nice, climate controlled place and not being windswept. Yes. Nah. And, uh, and I, I asked the Goshen Brewing Company if they'd let us talk here because I like, I'm a fan of craft beer and Tyler is too. So oh, yeah. they were more than happy to let us come and enjoy something while we talk. So <laughs> sip on. Um, so you finished the trail last week. I don't want to get too deep yet. I want to find out who you are, but mm -hmm. how do you feel now? Uh, I'm still a little bit of, I'd describe it as a trail hangover. Uh, the bo my body, I can still feel my body getting used to, you know, not expanding so much energy. My eating habits are really, are wonky right now. I pretty much eat anything that's trail hunger, we call it trail hunger. Okay. And uh, so I'm pretty much eating anything that's put in front of me still. So I gotta, I gotta start to limit that. Um, but uh, emotionally, you know, I'm still, uh, I'm still getting over the fact that it's done, that this huge, huge uh, you know, wall that was in front of me is I'm now on the other side of it which is that's why I'd say the trail hangover will maybe last another week because it's it's still getting to me it's still hitting me okay cool well I'm glad we got a chance to talk about it let's start with like, who are you what you know I know I worked with I worked with your mom um, as a teacher and so I, I saw on her Facebook posts sharing this but can you tell me a little bit about who you are yeah I uh, so I am 24 I, uh, I'm a Navy veteran. I served on the Leyte Gulf as a uh, yeoman, uh, second class petty officer for four years. And uh, I actually just got out in January. Uh, and I decided, I had, I had been on the trail before, I had gone to college before, and um, I joined the Navy just to kind of get away. I love Indiana, but I just needed a little break. I needed a, yeah. I needed a, a new experience. So I joined and I left. and. Uh, I had a heck of a time. It wasn't. Uh, it was just. It was in some ways, it's like the trail. It wasn't. It wasn't the best. It wasn't the worst. It was a time, and I made some of the best friends I'll ever have in my life. And I got to travel the world. I've, I've seen some amazing places and done mm -hmm. some amazing things. Awesome. And um, so, with that experience, I, I had been. I knew about the trail, and so I got out in January, and I knew I wanted to go to college in the fall. So I just had a. I had a perfect little time to good window to do that yeah um so I, I read on you have a blog that you started for this trip called trailing tyler trailingtyler.com go check it out it's it's really good there's tons of pictures tyler was talking about how he's trying to upload on wi-fi and uh from the top of mountains but that you started thinking about this 
five years ago, and then you had some experiences and interactions with the trail. Tell me a little bit, how did you, how did this dream start, and then how did you prepare? So it, it started, the, the, my Appalachian Trail experience started in a, in a two-day window. Uh, I, w- I had already joined the Navy, so I was waiting to leave, and I was working, and uh, me and a buddy were just kind of hanging out here in August of 2014, and we were like, you know, let's, what the heck, let's walk on the Appalachian Trail. And so literally less than 48 hours later, we had met with our youth, youth pastor who had experienced it before. And uh, he gave us some equipment, some maps, and we just hopped in our car and drove. We had, we had no experience, nothing. <laughs> I had cans of food in my backpack. You know, it, our, weight was, our weight was ridiculous. And uh, so we hopped on trail and it was, it was extremely difficult. We had no idea what we were doing. We had, we had both, you know, only done simple camping, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing backwoods. And uh, so we did that and it kind of lit a fire in my mind and that, that fire burned for five years. And okay. so throughout my time in the Navy, I was you know, doing the research, doing actual research, uh, finding good gear. And, uh, and actually, so I was stationed in Virginia and the Appalachian Trail, a quarter of it is in Virginia. So me and some buddies while I was in, we, we drove out to, we did it like McAfee's Knob and I got to hike uh, McAfee's Knob with Haley and, uh, so even while I was in the Navy, I got to experience some parts of the trail. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't a wholesome picture, <laughs> but you know, it was a glimpse, a little uh-huh. glimpse of, uh, okay. of the trail. So you spent five years planning and um, I'm, I'm reading about this and this is read about this in your blog a little bit. It didn't, did it go the way you thought? I mean, were you prepared when you hit yeah. the trail? Where did you start <laughs> and what did it go the way you thought? Uh, so, I would say that 500 years of planning would not have prepared me. They, there's, no amount of, there's no amount of videos, no amount of blogs, uh, no amount of any type of preparation that, can, that would truly prepare you, comprehensively prepare you for the experience that I had. It, it, it is, it is, I realized that about maybe five to 10 days in that like, oh crap, I, I, have, I have made the biggest uh, underestimation of my life, but I stuck with it and you know, it, it paid off. Um, so where did you, where did you start? Started on in Georgia? Yes. Springer Mountain, right? Cause yes. That's, Cause you start off each blog post saying how far you are from Springer Mountain and then Katahdin? Katahdin. Yeah, yeah. And how far you were from each. Yes. So Springer Mountain. Tell me about maybe that getting there and getting, getting started. There. So the trail, starts at Springer Mountain uh, down in Georgia, which is about an hour north of Atlanta. Uh, so there's an approach trail that gets you, so the, there's no roads, there's only, there's a forest service road about a mile, but there's an approach trail that takes you, it's eight mile approach trail. Wow. And that's the only way to get to the top of this mountain. So uh, besides going miles. to the forest service road or going, yeah. So you, you, before you even start the trail, you have to walk eight miles <laughs> to get up there. And uh, so we drove down, got an Airbnb, and kind of took that last night to just relax and prepare. And um, so started on the approach trail, got a, like the, one of the classic photos, is a, there's an arch down there, and uh, got down there, and I, I had no idea what I was, <laughs> what I, and I was so, at that, at, that to- at that time, I was moving on pure euphoria and pure mm-hmm. excitement. There, there was, it was, adrenaline was pushing me through the miles. And 
I, that wore off quickly, but then, you know, it, it's still, uh, the first, the first few days, the first week you're in Georgia. So I, it was still a little in the hiking in the South in March is still interesting experience. There was plenty of snow and mm -hmm. rain, rain and, oh yeah, it was, first week was rough. <laughs> um, so as you're going, my guess is there's probably, was there such a thing as a typical day on the trail? Oh, a typical day. Well, I mean, there was some, there was no, there's no such thing as rigidity on the trail. Uh, but there is, there is a slight routine, you know, uh, think of, think of normal day routine, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So you're expending so much energy that kind of your, your, it's, everything's based around energy. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, breakfast is the first thing just to gobble up as much food and then finding, I would usually base my day. Okay. I'm going to walk this far so I can stop and eat lunch here. Okay. Cause, and then also depending on if it's raining, I can't eat. Can't, you can't sit out in the rain, so I'd go to shelters and eat. And, um, but the biggest fluctuation throughout the days would be mileage, like how I'm going to go X amount of miles, this amount of miles. And that would, I, there were so many times, I would say almost every day, every other day, I would say I'm going to do this amount. And then the weather or the terrain, the trail, would, the trail mm -hmm. throws something at you, and okay. it just it screws up your plan. And that's, well, that's, that's part of the trail. Ask. What was like maybe the biggest impact on the mileage was the weather and then yeah. the terrain yes because say you say i would be doing a great day uh, until noon and then all of a sudden the torrential downpour and sometimes sometimes i would just get so sick of walking i would just throw my tent down i just i'd be begging for begging the trail to give me a spot to stop and a nice little flat area to put up my tent sometimes it didn't work out sometimes you had to keep moving but uh yeah the terrain because you can read an altitude map and read a map all you want, but when you, until you get out and walk the terrain and your feet start aching, it, that's when you get a mile in, you're like, oh crap, I'm not going to be able to do as much as I thought. <laughs> How many pairs of shoes did you go through? Four. I'm on my, I'm on my, I've still got my fourth pair now. Okay. And uh, interesting enough, uh, so I, bought, I, had, I thought I was going to go through two, and I got up to New Hampshire and I realized, like, I got to get a new pair. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want to buy... I didn't want to buy a super expensive pair just for a couple hundred miles. So I did an idiotic thing and I bought a $20 pair at Walmart oh of shoes and that, those lasted about 115 miles. And they were, uh, they were the most destroyed piece of shoes I've ever seen <laughs> in my life, yeah. But they made it 115 miles, so I think I got my money's worth out of them, okay. yeah. I'm not a big fan of dwelling on negatives. Negatives happen in, in life, but as a teacher, I've learned the learning from the negatives. Um, are there one or two moments that were maybe really challenging that you think will stick with you, but yeah, yeah. something that was challenging yeah. that's going to stick I can with think you. of two or three specifically. The first one would have been uh, in the Smokies the day after I went to Newfound Gap. The night got down to about 5 to 10 degrees, and I spent the whole night uh, rubbing my feet so they wouldn't freeze, and then I would boil water and put it in my water bottle. Mm. and shove it in my uh, sleeping bag to keep myself warm. I, that whole night, I maybe got 30 minutes of sleep, Oof. but the next morning I had to wake up and keep walking. Mm -hmm. You know, it, 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 uh, you just have to deal with it. And so my, my feet, I was, I was so scared that night that I was going to get frostbitten. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, I didn't. Uh, but when I woke up, my tent was completely frozen. Oh, wow. And so I had to, I had to actually like wiggle my, this, the door of my tent to break off the ice wow. of it. And, 
Uh, and then another, the second experience would be uh, around Connecticut. I got uh, pretty severely sick uh, with, you know, everything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and you were saying, we were talking before we started rolling, because you were talking about your vlog, you try to keep it family friendly, so to yeah. speak. And you said that getting sick on the trail is like, not like not what? getting yeah not like it's not like getting sick at home where you have the the comfort of you know your toilet and your bathroom and you can separate your bed in the bathroom you don't most of the time you don't have to sleep in the bathroom sometimes you do well when you are violently ill on 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 uh trail sometimes you don't have time to dig a cat hole when you mm. go to the bathroom so you uh you and it's yeah. in the, and it's in the middle of the night and there's critters crawling around and oh thankfully boy. it wasn't raining uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I had to, I had to clean parts of my tent after okay. that night. <laughs> All right. Anything else that was challenging? Uh, the, so after the, the, the nights I got sick, uh, there was this, there was a moment somewhere in Massachusetts where I, I threw my poles down and I threw everything down and I, I said to hell with it, Ike, I'm done. And I, I was looking up Amtrak prices on my phone. I was, I was, I was ready to, I had service. So I was ready to, I was ready to call my parents mm -hmm. and uh, ask for a little, a little cash to buy a, a, a ticket home. And I was done. And uh, thankfully I'd stopped and I called my girlfriend and, you know, I said, I was gonna, I'm gonna wait till that, the weekend. It, I think it was a Thursday. So I said, I was gonna wait till Sunday. And uh, I'm thankful I gave, I gave myself that time because I was I was hours maybe 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 less than hours from just quitting and so you know it just took one phone call and that's that's all it took to change my mind and that wasn't the only moment like that there were plenty of moments like that where I was just a phone call away from going home but that was that after getting sick and being in Massachusetts I was at my wits end so looking back at that and knowing you were to that spot I think life is how we, there's tons of challenges. It's how we respond to them. What, what do you think you're going to take away from maybe that last moment there where you were ready to, to, to call it quits? And yeah. then, I mean, where, how do you think that changed you? Yeah, I, the one thing I realized, especially about you know, maybe my previous self and now is there's a difference between saying you're going to quit and actually quitting so much of my life, I've not even said I was gonna quit, I just quit. And the trail, I said I was going to quit, but I didn't quit. So I made that, I took that and I made that distinction in my life. Like sometimes it's okay to say you're gonna quit, but there's a difference between saying you're gonna quit and going through with it. And I didn't go through with it. Okay. Yeah. Which I guess is an interesting take on it. Yeah, but, no, yeah. I, I think that that's, it. yeah. I, Sometimes it's just we got to talk and blow off that steam, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, let's talk about, like, like I said, I'm not a big fan of negatives, but challenges are going to happen in this life. Um, what are some moments that maybe lifted you up? I mean, what are, so it's 2,000 miles of hiking. I've been on parts of the trail. I've been, you know, not as extensively as you. It's beautiful. But, I mean, what are some of the moments that brought you up being on the trail for four and a half months? Mm -hmm. uh, the, the friends you make on trail, just the, the trail magic, the trail angels. So the relationships, I guess, would be the, the biggest spot. Um, you know, sometimes there are beautiful views, but in some ways you get, you get kind of tired of views and you get tired <laughs> of beautiful ridge lines and stuff like that. But uh, 
you know, being sometimes, sometimes all it took was, uh, it's a really crappy day of hiking, but then you get to a shelter and you just see familiar faces and you can all talk about how you hated that day. <laughs> you know, you kind of, it's, mm -hmm. it's almost, you know, it's even to, even to stay positive, it's almost like to stay positive, you have to wallow in sadness in some ways, which is, you know, it's, yeah, it's it a reverse way of doing it, but being able to, you know, sit and relax, uh, after a hard day of hiking and just thinking like, I just did that. It, sometimes every day I would just sit in my tent, like, holy crap, I, I came, I'm already here, like, okay, all right, like, you know, give, give myself a little credit, you know, it's, which is hard to do, but sometimes I, you have to take that, and, and, and other people, you know, making trail friends and the relationships on trail, it, it, that is, uh, I would say, one of the biggest keys of it, of being positive and staying positive, is the culture that the trail is and, and the way you become part of the culture. So let's talk a little bit about the people. So I can, <laughs> I can imagine you views get you know if you're seeing ridges like i spent three weeks in charlottesville and the shenandoahs mm -hmm. and like it wasn't new anymore so yeah, exactly. i can imagine four and a half months but but people people are always i think that's a huge thing that's why i wanted to do this podcast so i can mm -hmm. meet people like that like tell me is there one person like that you're gonna like a memory of hanging out with them or anything like that? Is yeah. there a story you'd be willing to Whittling share? Whittling it down to one person is... Well, I mean, yeah. there's a couple. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, We've got some time, so... Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, one one person, uh, I want to talk about her. She She's an amazing person. She, act, she had talked about doing the trail with her husband and was planning on doing it with him, and then he, he passed away. Oh, wow. So, she took some time off and then decided to do it. And she, she actually started on his 40th birthday, March 4th. And then she just finished the trail a couple of days after me. And she, she was one of those people who was, who was like extremely positive, even though she would, tell you, she would tell you how much she's hating the trail. And she would laugh at me because of how much I would say, you know, I'm done with this and sick uh -huh, of it. Uh -huh. But she, she was always, always extremely positive. And, and then I learned that she would actually, after she sold her house, she would live in her tent because she loved living in her tent so much, even though she had plenty of money and uh -huh. she just loved wow. living in a tent. Um, then there was, um, there was actually, I met a guy in the Shenandoahs. He, so he was stationed in the Middle East the same time I was deployed. Okay. And uh, when, when my ship would refuel with another ship, he, would, he was security detail on the other ship. So come to find out, we, we realized that middle of 2017, we were about 100 yards from each oh, other. Wow. Didn't awesome. had no idea who each other was, you know, small Navy, but we still didn't know. And then we come to find out, we're sitting in Shenandoah and we're just, you know, talking and realize like, hey, you were, you were there, wow. you were there, you were there. And, you know, we had, we had, we, we had never known it if that some random shelter we had both stopped at in Shenandoah. Uh, and there was quite a few veterans on trail, you know, plenty of, the first, the first man to through hike the trail was a veteran. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, and um, so there, um, I was able to meet plenty of veterans and, you know, hear why they're doing it, why they're, you know, why they got out of the military, and then why they're, why the trail is part of their process, you know, of just transitioning into, back into this real, real world. Mm. Yeah. What about? Um, I read in some of your posts you talked about um, going into like getting rides into town or going places. Was there anybody like along the trail that was not instrumental, but just somebody like that wasn't hiking through, but you stopped and you met, 
that yeah. sticks to you. Sticks yeah. with you. There was a, uh, at a uh, hostel in Maine, a, uh, one of the, the owner of the hostel, his name was Steve, and he, he had been a, uh, I, kind of, I found out later that he is actually, he, he ran ultra marathons and he was sponsored by Nike. So he was this big wig. And then uh, he said about one day, 20, 25, 30 years ago, he just got fed up with it and bought a ticket to India. And so since then, he spent six months in India, six months uh, in Maine running this hostel. Oh, wow. And uh, there was no electricity in the place. Uh, the, the shower was outside, you know, tucked away in the back corner so no one could see you, but it was a completely outside next to a river. And uh, well, I was there July 4th weekend, and we just, we just spent, spent we, there was about eight or, eight or ten of us, and we just all relaxed. And, you know, even, even on the trail, you, you have electricity, but here we had nothing, you mm -hmm. know, and, and we had no service, nothing. And this guy just enjoyed us, and he, he was, because uh, a lot of northbounders by that point are so fed up with everything, but he fed off of our energy, we fed off of his, and we just we celebrated July 4th in, in a, at a hostel in, in Maine with no electricity, no service, but it was just good fellowship sitting around the fire. And, and that guy, I'll, I'll never for, forget that guy just because there wasn't, there, wasn't, there wasn't anything crazy about him. He just, he was, you could tell that, this, that he, was, he was as zen as could be, that nothing, nothing was ever going to change with that guy. And that, but that it, I needed that at mm -hmm. that point in the trail when I was so down, you know, this, this guy is positive. And, Oh, yeah, so that was, that was a good experience, yeah. Awesome. Okay, I got two questions. One more for about the trail. You said no amount of videos, blogs, or anything could prepare anybody for their trip. Do you have, like, what would be one piece of advice? I don't know that I could be, do it through, mm -hmm. just with, but I would love to hike it. But, like, what would be one piece of advice you'd give to somebody that's thinking about the Appalachian Trail? You're thinking about hiking it? Yeah. Oh man, if uh, if you think you know what you're doing, you're wrong. And if you think you know you want to hike it, you're still wrong. Every everything you might know about the trail before you get on it will change. And that's almost the beauty of it. Like it's not, it's not uh, one of the one of the sayings on the trail is the trail will always be there. So no matter what you're doing here, no matter what you're doing on the trail, no matter what you're doing there, the trail is always going to be there. You're not going to be, but the trail will. And so whatever you prepare for, whatever you're anticipating, if you have to wait a certain amount of time, if you only have one chance to do it, you do it now, do it, but just know that the trail will always be there. The trail will always be the same. You're going to change and nothing you, could, you do will prepare you for it. You just have to go for it. That was, one of the, that was one of the things that you said that stuck with me that no matter, so that's interesting because I read it in about how the trail is always gonna be with you. But I think that it's interesting that the trail is gonna be there whether you've been on it or not. Mm -hmm. And the, just, I don't know, yeah. that's deep. That's deep. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's deep. Yeah, and that's one of the, I, I learned that that, I learned that two weeks in, I heard, first heard that phrase, and it, that, that'll stick with me. You know, as a thru-hiker, I get to say I'm a thru-hiker, but 
no matter what, the trail will always be there. I won't, but the trail will. Read, don't you read this for me? The Just, I'd, I'd love to hear it in your words. Yeah. This is, this is from Tyler's last post about finishing the trail near the end here, but I want to hear him read it. Every damn second, it was worth it. I haven't given the trail enough credit. It took the best and worst out of me. It beat and pounded me into submission. It sucked everything from me. Through all that it's taken, through all that it's taken, it's also given me everything I'll ever need. Would you do the trail again? Are you, okay, so. That's a <laughs> well, loaded question. <laughs> no. Would, are you, do you regret? Do I regret it? No. Hell no, I don't regret it. Good decision? Hell, hell yeah, it was a good decision. Um, would I do it again? No. But because one, and I think one of the biggest reasons of that, that I'll slowly realize throughout time is that no matter if I would through hike it again, I'll never get my first through hike back. I'll never experience it the way I did. I'll never, uh, I think, I think that's it. It's, you can't, you can't have that first. It's like a first impression. You can't, you don't get a second chance at a first impression. Yeah, I did it. I had my experience. The trail was, the trail was everything I, everything I didn't expect it to be. You know, I, mm-hmm. like I said, I, you can't expect it. And because of that, I don't think I ever could do it again, because it's not. Then there are people that do it. There, there are people that hike it every single year, and for you know they had they they had a different experience mm-hmm. than I do, and they have probably have a different experience every time they through hike it. Uh, but. I got what I needed from the trail, so I won't ever hike it again. So what's next? Uh, I am starting at Butler University at the end of August uh, using my GI Bill, uh, and I'll be studying English education. And I'll be, I think I'm a sophomore, half, half more, halfway through my sophomore year. Okay. So I've got two and a half years left. Good, good. Yeah. And then what's your goal? I mean, you want to do what with the English education? You yeah, wanna... just be a, I want to be a high school teacher. Uh, I love literature. Um, the blog was really my, my largest foray into writing. I do like to write, uh, but I'm much more of a literature. I, I'm a humanities-minded person. Uh, I love to read. Um, I love classics. Um, I love deep-thinking books. Uh, so I just, I'd love to experience a classroom, and I know I've got plenty of life experience now, too. Uh, you know, I can, and I love tying my life experiences into books that I read, and, and uh, so maybe someday I'll write a book too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's definitely one of my goals is to write write a book. I actually had thought I'd have written one by now, that, so I didn't I didn't reach, accomplish that goal by now. But that's okay. That's okay. I've got a lot to write a book on this one now. So, well, having been a teacher for ten years after a previous career, I think just your experiences being worldly and now on the trail, I think that uh, it'll help you connect with the kids, and it'll be like. Just, I think that'll be awesome. You'll be, you'll be a good teacher. Thank so, you. Um, so there's much more to Tyler's story. I want to thank him for coming and yeah. spending. Thank some you. Of, yeah. yeah. If I, if I, I love getting, the trail, to, I yeah. love getting to talk about it. Yeah. That's awesome. And I'm, I'm, I hope you, more people get to hear your story. There's much more that we weren't able to cover. It's in his pictures and, you know, three to four day chunks written on his blog, and that's uh, trailingtyler.com. And um, so thank you. Good luck with everything. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for giving me a, a, 
place to voice, you know, about the trail, and, and I hope people just go out and experience it for themselves. You know, I think that's the only thing you can't do. It's there. Yeah, it's yeah. There. It, it's the there. trail will always be there. Always yeah, be there. Give yeah. it a chance. Yeah. All right, and thank you to the Goshen Brewing Company for letting us have a quiet moment to be here and letting us have a have a drink and enjoy some nice beer and yeah, and talk and beer and uh, conversation. Have a chance to talk. Thanks for watching and listening to this week's episode of Going Locals, the people in your neighborhood. You can like this video, like this podcast, like this audio, and then also like our page so that you can stay up to date with the content that we're creating. I just want to be able to bring this information to you to help build up the community that we have here and maybe touch on things that aren't covered in other media and just give you an opportunity to find and meet the people here subscribe, do all that stuff. It's important because the websites, that's how they decide what to give you is what you decide to interact with. So when you find something you like, like it, comment, interact. You can find the audio if you'd like to just follow that way on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Just search up Going Local Indiana and that way you can continue going local.